All right, Tim. Uh, it's good to have you on our podcast. You know, thanks for having us in your beautiful villa next to your beautiful pool that you probably <laughs> hardly ever use. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> Not so much, right? Even though it's very hot weather in Dubai. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm curious to know, like, can you tell me a little bit of your professional journey, how you got to, you know, working with the sports companies and then overall sports media and how did that took you to the NFT marketplace? Yeah, so my, my background has been in media and advertising. So best part of 20 years been in, in media and advertising in, in the UK is where I kind of uh, learned my career. I worked for, for big um, media sales houses such as JC Deco, such as Clear Channel, kind of worked my way up there. And then I then left about 10 years ago and, and worked with an agency called Premier Sports. Um, and then I got into uh, the Turkish football market and I launched an agency called Capital Sports Media, uh, which work with leading football clubs all over Turkey, Galatasaray, Besiktas, Fenerbahce, um, doing sponsorship deals, um, LED perimeter boards, stadium naming rights deals. Um, and then from there, we actually launched uh, a couple of crypto exchanges into the Turkish market because Turkey is obviously a massive uh, crypto hub and a huge adoption of crypto against the hyperinflation in Turkey that's been going on over the last number of years. And working with those exchanges, I really learned a lot about the crypto space. And then uh, given we were just going into the bull run, uh, NFTs were just on the rise and we then worked with Galatasaray to launch uh, probably one of the first NFT football collections, um, which we did and we sold out in 59 seconds. And then really it, it snowballed from there and we started working with, with other clubs, AS Monaco, Legia Warsaw, um, McLaren Racing. We then worked with Binance now on, on the Cristiano Ronaldo drop. So yeah, we, we really snowballed, but it, it all started from us going into Turkey and, and helping these exchanges enter into that market which is, is still a, a really key market for many crypto brands okay well it's a very good answer <laughs> covered most of my questions <laughs> ready for you in one answer <laughs> that is very good i like it. you're short and precise but i guess uh yeah uh as we look at capital block and uh, you know you experience working with all the football clubs uh like how, how do you go about you know educating the you know football club owners how do you go about educating the fan base the you know diehard soccer fans on using NFTs because a lot of them are kind of like far away from Web3 and NFT market world. Yeah, it, it's a great question. It's something that our clients ask us all the time. I think fundamentally the word NFT has a problem within the sports community. I think if we go back to the bull market and we look at what a lot of these football clubs were doing, they were launching cartoon pictures, they were launching this, they were launching that with no real utility and they were just jumping on that bandwagon um, to try and earn revenue so there's a real bad stigma in the sports industry at the moment and amongst fans that these nfts or web3 as a whole is just a cash grab mm -hmm. um, and i think you really have to educate everyone within a club within a sports organization and you actually have to completely start again everything that was happening in the bull market we need to forget everything that happened and we need to look at using blockchain technology for what it is meant to be in terms of a new way to engage with fans a new way to use memberships a new way to 
create rewards. It's, it shouldn't necessarily be about money. It, that will come over time. But I think one of our clients, McLaren Racing, that we work with, they've done three NFT drops. It's a campaign called 23 of 23. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a great campaign and it's completely free. So, and they've had 511,000 downloads of this NFT over the last three races. Um, and now they've got a community and now they can educate that. So there isn't any financial kind of people going, I can buy this and then I'm gonna sell mm -hmm. this and yeah. this and this. So people really have to rethink it. And also the one thing that you've really got to press on any of these organizations is got to look at the people that are at the top. This is maybe an older generation, people that aren't necessarily as tech savvy or they don't necessarily believe in NFTs or believe in Web3. So if you're a sports club or if you're a sports organization, how can you be launching a product that you don't 100% believe in? And I think that's a real question that many of these sports organizations have got to ask themselves. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah, you covered all the, uh, the most important topics. It's like, Nowadays, it's so about the utility and building community around that utility for that specific NFT, for that specific, like, like you, you mentioned you had the uh, Galatasaray uh, uh, NFT drop uh, for, for the Galatasaray Football Club, which is a very huge uh, fan community in Turkey, right? Yeah. Uh, can you tell me more about that? Yeah, of course. I mean, Galatasaray, they, they were being really, really innovative. It was at the beginning of the bull market. And we actually did an NFT drop around the founder. And it was the honoring the founder. So the, the stadium in Galatasaray is called Ali Sami Yen Stadium, which is the, the founder of Galatasaray. It's called Ali Sami Yen. Um, and the club was founded in 1807. Um, so 1907. Um, so it's really was about honoring that founder and we had some amazing utility people got to come into the stadium they got a private tour they met people high up in the club um, so there was some really really good utility and it built a really good community but it was very very early on in that bull run um, and and the project was phenomenal it sold out in in 59 seconds oh, wow. um, but there was Literally a lot of lessons. under one minute right you sold yeah, out yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean 59 seconds yeah. sounds better for a PR thing <laughs> yeah. so but yeah under under a minute we sold out and but there was a lot of lessons it was one of the first club to do it and it was also at a time when third-party platforms were really really big so you saw millions of these third-party nft platforms with tokens mm -hmm. and stuff like that come into the market because all of their tokens were rising and the price was doing course, really yeah. well but the problem is is what then happens to the price of those tokens when we get into a bear market and what we've seen is about 99 percent of those third-party marketplaces are no longer there so yeah. again we the the nft web3 space and sports has completely had to pivot and look at different ways and, and we've definitely seen a slowdown in the adoption of it but it is a time now for people to be able to build exactly. and build on blockchain yeah. technology no you're right it's good you touched on that it's like the hype is over all the you know bad actors are hopefully out of the market they'll be out of the market soon uh, be that the the you know those gray exchanges or nft marketplace they were just you know cash grab kind of deals yeah. and you're right, it's not right now it's about the technology. What's the utility behind the NFT? Is that going to be just a digital ticket for the soccer game? Or yeah. is it going to be a memorabilia? Or is it going to be some sort of like a fan to earn token? And I believe you have some sort of a new project for the, for the fans. 
Can you tell me that more about that? Yeah, I mean, so we're, we're working on, on a number of projects to, to bring the fans mm -hmm. closer. As I mentioned, with, with, regards to, um, with regards to McLaren, it was a free drop mm -hmm. to bring those fans in. We're working on a, on a project at the moment where we really want to give fans a little bit more of a voice and a little bit more of a decision-making power. The, the, the project hasn't gone live yet, so we, we can't talk too much about okay. it, but it's... It's, it's self project as they call it these days, the CEO of the stealth project, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what, what sports fans want is they want to feel a piece of ownership. Mm -hmm. They want to feel like they're getting closer to the club or the organization they love, or they want to feel that they're getting something back in return. And it's not just sports clubs, it's brands as well. We at Capital Block, we work with brands. You want to feel like you're getting something. If you're purchasing something, if you're spending money on something, you want to feel that you're getting something, you're having decision-making yeah. power, you're doing all of these things. So we're working on a project which hopefully is going to allow fans to have a little bit more decision-making power in the overall sports ecosystem. Okay. There's some good projects like Socios and Chili's that already do kind of giving fans voting decisions. So more, but more like a shareholder kind of right. Yeah, like what the, music yeah. you come okay. out to the stadium, which some fans love and we're working on a project that that is a little bit more around kind of charity and mm -hmm. helping build football pitches in Africa or cricket pitches in India and and stuff like that with and looking at the sports community as as a whole but yeah I think um, that there's a lot of exciting stuff going on and as you mentioned it's now is a time to build like now the yeah. the hype has calmed down but really it's it's so much work launching a, a Web3 project and it's a daily, daily thing to engage yeah. with your community. And I think every brand and every sports club should have someone or should have an agency or be engaging in this space. And it doesn't have to be that you're going to make millions and millions of dollars. You might even only have a community of, course, of a yes. thousand people, yeah. but that can be a really, really strong community. Um, and that can really as the world is changing and obviously becoming far more digital and this Gen Z audience is very used to cryptocurrencies and and skins and this and that, mm -hmm. it's only gonna get stronger and you don't wanna be a brand or a club that's that's left behind in that. Of course, no, that's, that's very true. And I guess you touch based on all the lessons you have learned from launching NFT projects for the soccer clubs and McLaren and other uh, clients you worked with. I think, uh, if you put yourself in the shoes of a client, let's say you're a sports team, how do you go about choosing the right partner, the right you know, digital marketing company for your NFT project? I think you have to look at what they've done. I think you have to really go to market and, and look at, there's a lot of people in this space. There's a lot of advisors in this space. Yeah. And, and you just go on LinkedIn. Well, everyone's a Web3 three, web three right? advisor, but actually yeah, now so everyone's flipped from Web3 to AI. AI. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> By the way, everybody's <laughs> teaching AI these days. I, I mean, I don't know how they flipped it overnight. It's all in for businesses, how to make money with AI. Right? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I've seen a lot of people and I'm like, wow, it's amazing. You've become an AI expert overnight. Expert, yeah. but, but I think you've got to look at, at the track record. You've got to look at the clients and, and I think you've also got to really look at the team behind it I mean when you look at the clients that the capital block represent Legia Warsaw Binance Tezos McLaren like we we've worked on some really really big projects and look we we don't claim to be experts everyone in this space is still learning and it's adapting and it's moving so quickly and look we've made some mistakes we a hundred percent have but we've also done some really great things and and I think it's it's learning from 
on those and it's putting um, really good long-term thinking strategic visions like if you're launching something now how's it gonna feel in three years like what's your roadmap over the next three years and and that's why it's been so great to work with with McLaren and work with Ronaldo and Binance and Tezos because these these clients that we're, we're working with they've got three-year visions like mm-hmm. it, and it's really really oh, great yeah, it has to, to be see. a long-term vision right like not even it should be like five to to 10 year vision or like a roadmap or plan right it, it has to be and how does each yeah. drop move into exactly. the next one because yeah. you're trying to sell essentially a product or you're trying to engage in a community but when you're engaging in that community you've got to have something that keeps them yeah, interested keep them entertained keep yeah. them interested and engaged, if you're just doing important. it for the sake of doing yeah, it exactly. then it then it falls on its face no it's just very true and uh, you mentioned the your new collaboration with McLaren. Um, how did they, that came about, and like, what's the actual uh, project is about? So, so we've been working with, with Tezos. So Tezos have, have obviously sponsored Manchester mm-hmm. United, and and then they were also involved with Red Bull and McLaren. And then uh, we've got a great relationship with a lot of the Layer One and Layer Two blockchains. And uh, we spoke with Tezos, and uh, and we just had a great kind of uh, shared thinking of the vision of of what was um, what NFTs should be about. And then we came up with the concepts around this 23 uh, of 23. We're obviously in year Mm -hmm. 2023 and there's 23 races. Um, So we did all of the creative um, around this 23 of 23. And it's been the first race was Bahrain and then we had Saudi and then we had uh, Australia. And we've seen an increase each week of the number of NFTs. So we had, uh, I think it was 118,000 claimed on on Bahrain race. We had 180,000 on on Saudi and something like 220,000 NFTs claimed in Australia. So we've seen a really nice engaged and increased trajectory. Um, And the utility is is phenomenal. There's amazing content, there's meet and greets, there's invites to exclusive events, there's great Discord channel, there's an amazing community that they they're now engaging with Mm. and it cost the fans zero oh, well, to then the have this opportunity so you don't to have to all mclaren to be a part of that <laughs> no not <laughs> at all not community. at all okay. yeah and and like there's been good secondary market trading volume like and it costs nothing for people to claim it and it's a really nice way to get people involved okay. with opening up a wallet and and things like that and then we're we're working with with the guys now and and both teams to then actually look at how can you now start using that community to activate some of the sponsorships and what does that look and i think that's really the next step in this space is how does sports brands start looking at their sponsorships of clubs of of formula one teams of football teams and then start using web3 products to activate mm-hmm. those because they're always looking for new ways to activate their sponsorships okay that's that's really interesting i guess it's uh kind of uh my, my next pro- you know uh, question is uh, how do you uh, combine NFT uh, and all the bots and with all the advertising and sponsorships these days? You know, how do you go like, in terms of you know, not not to scare away your community, but at the same time, you know, to bring in the advertisers and the sponsors to that NFT uh, marketplace? Yeah, and it's got to be handled really carefully because you don't want to build an NFT community and then or Web three community and then chuck all of your sponsors mm-hmm. like trying to promote and buy this. So I yeah. think there needs to be some really natural content. There needs to be some really nice ways that actually the sponsors 
whoever it may be, then start to like create some really nice content that's maybe exclusive, ex available exclusively to the Web3 community and things like that, because a lot of the sponsors get access to players and stuff like that, or teams and what have you. So you've got to create a really nice organic product and, and not feel that the community are then just being sold to because if they're not buying the nft let's say we yeah. take mclaren they're not buying the nft but then they feel like they're just trying to be sold and they're in this community to to benefit course, their, their yeah. sponsors it, it it kind of goes against what we're trying to create here so there needs to be a natural way and, and again the brand has to understand why is why are we getting into this community why do we want to engage with this and they've got to give them something and have some good content or whatever mm -hmm. it may be so there needs to be a bit of an organic way rather than going heavy into kind of advertising and buy our product and what have you i see yeah you want the nft has an actual utility and don't just be like a another commodity where people like just flipping on the market for uh, uh, for some some arbitrage gain right it's I mean, look, there, there is a market for that. Your bored apes, your punks, yeah. your this, your no, that. Like, no, 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 not as much anymore. Not right? as much, yeah. of, of course. <laughs> but I mean, even you start looking now at uh, Top Shot, you look at um, uh, the National Hockey League of, mm -hmm. uh, with Sweet have just launched something. Um, I think yesterday or the day before it was announced. And you've got to look at these video clips and these video moments. The, they've actually been on a downward trajectory in terms of the value and the number of people buying them. I think mm -hmm. it was something like only 7,000 people last Last month bought um, a, a video clip of, of a sports moment mm -hmm. um, and again it goes back to that how do you create something that is being registered and built on the blockchain not just having this sporting moment like yeah. it could be something that's evolving it could be a picture that's evolving it, there's all these different ways rather than just having a clip and things like that and so I think there's there's so many different ways, there's so many different products within that NFT Web3 space that it that fall into different silos. And it, it's a bit like just saying one size fits all when it, yeah. when it really doesn't, so. I see. No, that, 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 that is definitely true. And I guess uh, to follow up on that, like uh, what do you think is uh, the future for sports and not just NFT, but I think overall in Web3 and of course for the metaverse? I mean, the way that I see it, and I still think we're, we're quite a long way away from this, is that you're going you're gonna to own this NFT, and this NFT will, will be on your phone, it'll be in your wallet, whichever wallet you're using, and that when you go anywhere, when you go to an Arsenal game, and the more you go to an Arsenal game, you, you rack up points mm -hmm. on there, but then you go and spend something in the shop, you rack up points, that, or then you go and fly somewhere on Emirates, you rack... So, I see it as this evolving, this kind of living thing on the blockchain that yeah. benefits you and, and you get rewards for your time and same with the brand and all of that type of stuff. I think it's really gonna become a big part of of your life and it's gonna be something that's gonna unlock things and have rewards and have benefits based on your time and based on what you do and not just in one silo space but everywhere that is related to your interests and things like that so and i think that there's there's going to be more memberships there's going to be great content there's going to be more exclusive groups communities there's going to be a whole range there's going to be great things around ticketing i think ticketing is is gonna gonna really uh kick i mean it already has this year with the likes of Ticketmaster, and i think music as well like imagine if we bought a uh, a ticket as an nft to i don't know uh, let's say drake yeah. hypothetically and then after you have your 
NFT and then you get a personalized message from Drake sent to amazing, that yeah. NFT. Like that, that's super cool. And it's almost very, there's a UK oh. TV program called Black Mirror that, that's oh, yeah, something yeah, yeah. about so, of this. Of course, yeah, there was something. Um, uh, so <laughs> I think, show, it, yeah. yeah, so I think it's. Well, let's hope we're not going to get there. It's just a bit too much to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, it, it is going that way and the technology is advancing in, in such an exciting way. But um, it just, take baby steps into understanding yeah. what blockchain can deliver for you no it's definitely i mean like i mean the, the way it sees uh, it's just it's going so fast these days you know the cycles before like five years now it's two years next thing you know it's going to be a one year cycle before the new technology you know kicks in knocks yeah. on the door and everybody's becomes an expert in something else oh, well, right i mean look at what look at what ai has done yeah. now i mean ai has has people have kind of stopped talking about web3 and yeah. and, and I mean, then it's don't forget about that but again it's, it's good i like the hype but i i still want it to be like more utility more like technology based and people understand how can you use it to help people you know to help yourself you know even to bring in revenue it's not just about the hype right because no, no. now even ai is uh, you know writing music yeah and there's a whole you know dilemma is like is it ethical or not they taking let's like you mentioned the worth of a drake or 50 cent or even tupac who's no longer alive but they making music with his voice yeah so yeah. i mean it's, it's always a dilemma of you know how ethical that is but yeah a hundred percent and i mean it it's the in the industry is is an exciting space from an ai perspective yeah. from a web3 perspective but i think yeah it's uh, there's always going to be technology that's pushing there's always going to be people that are, are going to jump on it and try and say that i'm an expert and this and this that all, all all we can do is as capital block is work with our great clients we've been in this space for three years we we stay true to our values we we try and build good strategic products that are there for the long term we're not really about trying to do big cash grabs we're trying to create good communities and and we can only stick to our ethos about that and and keep in our lane and and everyone else can do what they want to do that's good very good answer <laughs> thanks so i guess uh my final question to you would be uh, where are you guys going where you see yourself in five years uh, with capital block i mean i know you're going to be you know keeping up with all the trends be that metaverse or ai integrations but how many i guess last time we spoke you mentioned you want to sign up um 100 plus uh, football clubs in the next five years or so yeah i mean look we're, we're still on on that goal and we want to bring in more sports clubs more more f1 teams more brands as well like we're very focused on sports and entertainment that is very much our niche and we'll continue to do that we really want to develop out our and we are developing out our agency offering we we have a a, a creative team now so we have a creative department um, where we do all of the creative work for, for many of our clients. Um, we're also building out a data department to really start understanding how our clients can get the most out of, of Web3 data. So our aim is to, to be a, a major player in, in or uh, the leading player in, in the Web3 agency space from strategic and, and creative thinking. And, uh, and with the team that we've got behind us and, and our, our clients, we're, we're definitely on the right path. Okay, that's great. Well, thank you so much for the interview. Pleasure. You know, I hope to see you in our Founders Club, you know, be one of our mentors Love and to. experts. And, you know, I guess uh, my last question would be maybe for our viewers out there and for you as well. Let's say if you look uh, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years back and uh, at yourself, what advice would you give uh, to a younger version of yourself who is on the path but with 
today's technology, you know, how would you develop yourself with this new NFT marketplaces, AI and Web3, especially when I go down the path of, uh, you know, like a digital marketing uh, agency? I think just stick to your beliefs. Like if you believe in something and you have a vision and you have a voice and, and you care about something, then do your research, read up to it. Don't try and run too quickly. Just really start having a voice. There's so many great channels out there that you can just put honest and good content out there. And I think if you're consistent about that and you really believe in something, and look, I'm a firm believer that if you, if you visualize it, if you believe yeah. it, if you think it, if you really feel it in, in your heart, then, uh, and you work on that every single day and you put good energy out there, that you will get to where you want yeah. to. And look, the, don't have doubt, believe it, there's gonna be hard times, there's gonna be good times, there's gonna be ups and downs, and, and it, it happens in every walk of life, but believe it, do good, and, and you will get there. There you go, guys. That's how you do it. <laughs> All right, thank you, Jim. Cheers, buddy. Pleasure.